Oh, yes. Here he comes back. Oh, back again. The one human anatomy made in a lab. Too ugly to live. Too, too strange unique to die. Too unique to die. You want to change gears? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's dive more in the culture. Is like with as far as uh, I'm good. Of uh, just as far as culture with. I mean, the television shows. Let's talk about what's popular right now. We have we have uh, the new. What are, you, what are you watching? I'm not watching anything. Oh. But like I'm just like following things. Okay. Uh, but we have the new Game of Thrones. Yeah, House of Dragons. We I've been watching that House of Dragons, and I hear it's good. It's not as good as Game of Thrones, but we don't have Game of Thrones, so it's like yeah. people are like, "Yeah, I love it." <laughs> and we have the Ring of Power, Rings of Power. I've watched two episodes, and it is very slow. I've been told it gets better, but I just haven't had time. We're gonna get into Busy all this, time. but uh, and then uh, from Marvel Universe, you have She Hulk. Yeah, one episode maybe I watched. Yeah, no bueno. And then you have on the serial killer side, you have Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, I had to cut that off, bro. Cut it off. I had to cut it off. You talking about that's not a documentary series? It's like a, just like a series. Yeah, it's a docu series. Oh, yeah, I had to cut it off, bro. It, it, was, <laughs> it was too weird for me. I mean, call me homophobic. I don't care. <laughs> it was. Oh, it was a little much. It was much for me, man. It's just awkward. I don't like being awkward. And that you know that awkward feeling. Well, I mean, I, I thought like uh, I'm not just in that vein, <clears throat> but like the MCU universe is like it's, it's had quite a bit of flops and flips lately. Like the new, uh, the, the new, the new Thor. Like a lot of people were like really disappointed with that. It was goofy, but I mean, Thor Ragnarok was pretty goofy too. Honestly, that was my favorite. <coughs> Uh, yeah. It's one of it's one of my favorite Marvels is Ragnarok just because it's uh, it's so funny to me. And before that, we didn't really have we had like bits of comedy thrown spread throughout. The well, movies. No, that's what you had Deadpool for. Well, but and, and now we got the new Deadpool three coming with Hugh Jackson. Yeah, the but Deadpool he he ain't with them yet. The mutants ain't with that set of Marvel characters. But if they keep but, if they keep writing this crap the way it is and like. I haven't watched She-Hulk, so, like, forgive me. But, uh, like, from what I understand is they're trying to do, like, a comedic lawyer show, and the writers don't have any idea how, like, the law actually works. And so it kind of, like, lands on its face, like, with people who actually know what the courtroom kind of feels like and mm-hmm. looks like. And it's it's not even, like, really entertaining. It's kind of, like... It's kind of like where we are as a culture right now to where we're like everyone's just looking to be a victim for social points. Mm. Does that make sense? So like, do you remember this? I mean, you're involved in volleyball. So like, uh, I think it was North Carolina was playing BYU and they were in Utah at BYU and this, um, the girl who was serving, she's a black girl. And she wasn't the one that first came out and said it. It was her aunt, I think, in the stands that said, like, every time she would go and serve the ball, there was, like, a racial slur. And Stephen A. Smith on, like, ESPN and, like, CNN picked it up and all this and that. And, like, BYU was under fire, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, why are you allowing, like, these racist mofos 
in here and like doing these racial slurs. And they went back because the whole thing was videoed. Nothing. It looked at all that, that nothing. Yeah. It was a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. And did did ESPN did Stephen A. Smith like retract release it. a retract it? Give an apology? No. Ain't going to. Did CNN give an apology? No. People don't forget about it. They don't. Want but them. like it, it kind of builds up to like this. Um, it's where I think we are as a culture right now, Andrew. Is like we have been, uh, we have had it so well for so long yeah. that of. Uh, I believe that humanity, like we as humans, were built for tension and hard times, and we have it so well in the first world that we have to invent our invisible enemies to fight just to give ourselves a meaning for life. Does that make sense? Yeah. And like, so like we're fighting air, and like we make ourselves a victim, and, and like to this effect to where. Like, take Jordan Peterson. Uh, He's constantly under fire. And all he did was, when he got popular to me, it wasn't when he came against, like, Canada was, like, pushing, like, the the pronoun thing. Mm -hmm. And he said he will not conform to forced speech. And that is exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, when you demand someone call you, like, by a specific pronoun. Yeah. Like, granted, like, if if you are into like the they them he she, all that, like I respect it, okay. Like I'm not opposed to that. Like if you let me know, but if you look like a dude, I'm probably gonna call you dude. And if you look like a chick, I'm probably gonna call you a chick. I'm just, I'm just gonna call an ace an ace. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call a strike a strike, right? What about the ones you can't tell? <laughs> I think that's you know. Is that what the pronouns are for? <laughs> I don't know. You combine like, the pronouns. Well, no, I mean, but, I mean that that's, <laughs> and that, that's what they say. Yeah, Z-E. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Zim. Zim. And, and then like you, I mean, there are like literally like schools in America where like these kids are like identifying as cats. I did see something like and, that. And like they're that put, wasn't they put burning. They put litter boxes out for them. Do you know that uh, there was a student at a school down the road that. Their parents like threw a fit and tried to sue because they wouldn't let there be a litter box being. See what I'm saying about victimhood? Yeah. See, like the you, reason what you described to me is like just people being triggered, like they walk around triggered, and they're not happy unless they're mad. I know so many people like that. Well, I mean, they like, have it, to be in drama to be. It, it's a first. Satisfied. It's a, it's a first world problem. Like, mm-hmm. think about this. And yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. Like, I really thought hard about it. Like, after I tore my ACL and like post surgery, was if, in like, granted, life expectancy was like as old as we are now. Like, you'd be good to see thirty. Yeah. And so I tore my ACL when I was like twenty nine or mm-hmm. some crap like that. And I was laying in the bed, and I was like, I could barely get up to go use the bathroom or barely get up to, like, fix myself a sandwich or whatever else. It was like, God forbid, I had to go to the grocery store. And you think about, like, those are niceties. Yeah. Like, think about, like, if if we were, like, a hunter-gatherer type, and you were a male, and you were a hunter, and you tore your ACL, you were no good to society, mm-hmm. and therefore... How far back are you talking? Like I, would, I would, you know, I would go back like probably pre-biblical. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe during biblical. Dude. Right? Our bodies come out the womb so much more deficient than they was as sperms and eggs. Because you the stuff, they didn't have the stuff that we have today. And I'm saying that not in a good way, in a bad way. Everything we touch, food-wise, is processed. Oh, and, and, oh and, you're getting on something and, I want to talk about. And it, you, everything about everything, <laughs> vaccines, medicines, even our shoes. wearing People wearing shoes over thousands of years has made our feet weak. Made where you can't walk on rocks. We ain't always had shoes. So when did our feet stop getting well, I tough? I like those shirts we went so to they probably their ACLs was probably like daggum pole yeah, steel here. beams. You know right? what I'm saying? Like they could probably they probably chop wood yeah, with their knees. Dude, I totally felt like a weak ass for that. Right, man. I felt my back, dude. I can't I can't even sneeze unless I'm propped on something because I'm afraid I'm gonna hit my face on the floor. You know, ain't, ain't that silly? That's crazy. And so, like, just just to bring it up to like like to wrap the point of what I'm making is like. We are so soft mm-hmm. in this first world. Like we literally have to invent an antagonist to make ourselves a protagonist. And like, but it comes to a point to where like we play the victim, and like it is society that is that is just holding me down, right? Yeah. Yeah. When like if you would just look in the mirror, you could literally probably go get whatever you wanted to do. Yeah, it might take you six months, a year, three years, five years. And maybe your dream, it wasn't, it wasn't that good, and it probably won't ever work. But don't play the victim. Yeah. Don't Just be a little you're lazy. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because mm-hmm. you're lazy, don't want to put in work. You want stuff to be handed to you. Yeah. And you like that. I tell Carly every time she practices, I say she'll start crying and whining when she messes up, and I will look at her, and I will say, "Do it again." And she, but she'll, I, don't, I got this. Oh, you want the other? She'll start whining and crying, and I'll tell her, I'll say, hey, do you want to win? We got a competition next Saturday, matter of fact, in Athens, uh, college. Yeah. And I, I was practicing on the night, and she's – now, I say I'm tough with her, but she's phenomenal for a five-year-old in my eyes. And I'm, I'm biased, I know, but I, I'm <laughs> comparing her to me as five. Can I be unbiased and just see, like, tell you, like, what I think from the videos I've seen? Yeah. Is it reminds me of your cousin – you remember how wicked, or Jessica's cousin? Yeah, Caleb. Yeah, yeah how wicked he was. Yeah. So, I mean, when and I, I say. I think she might surpass him. When, yeah, when when she, when I say I'm hard on her, like, I don't think that I know, don't know that she's doing great. But I'll tell her, like, if you want to win, you can't, you're not, you're not going to be able to walk up there and just play and mess up and expect it to be you that walks away. Yeah, I said, you're going to have to work. It's not going to be fun. But if you want to have that happiness that comes, with what you're wanting and achieving that goal, it's going to be a battle. I don't care what it is. And it might not be a hard battle in some things, but that's what life is. <coughs> Life's nothing but a bunch of battles. Just to go back to the like, camaraderie, I think you just fixed everything for me with that position. Is uh, Think about this. I, I, just, I just landed here. Is like those endless hours that we spend in our bedroom playing guitar – and then you go out to play, whether, you know, it's not. Let's not call it performative. Let, let's just say let's just take it to like a Sunday morning worship. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to get those three, four songs ready, and you're practicing Saturday night before, and because you want to do your very best, right? Yeah. 
or whether like it's the hour and a half at the bar, whatever you want to take it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is everything was completely on you, and so maybe camaraderie and teamwork, like, is separated from that. Like, we. right here is the amount of work that you're willing to put into something is is what you're going to put out i mean obviously everybody knows that yeah but like when it comes to a team sport it's like you can hide behind a team but when it's just you you don't have anything to hide behind yeah and so like whatever it is it's whatever you're going to get real and so like when you go to a team like i think that's why baseball kind of stands aside because like yeah, it is a team sport, but like when you step in the batter's box, it's nobody like else no, you. there's nobody else but you. You're either gonna strike out, walk, or get a get a hit. Mm. There's no in between. Yeah, baseball is so stressful, <laughs> ain't it? Dude, did Aaron Judge get his record or not? He was supposed to be surpassing somebody in the <laughs> American I, League. I don't know. When man. I was watching the, uh, what game was we watching? Oh. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if I finished that idea, but like, guys, just think about yeah, that. Just let me know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. Well, Aaron Judge. Yeah, it was just, he was breaking a record tonight, and it was split screen, and every time he got up to bat on ESPN with the football game. Could you imagine playing. like that pressure? That's what I said. I said, "There's no way I could hit home run because everybody no, granted, like he, he's in the batter's box. He's not seeing that pressure, but obviously he knows." Yeah, and like all them people are, are like super crunk when he gets and up there because they know about yeah, it because they know they're wanting him to do it. I, I told him, I said, "There's no way I'd be puking on myself." And pissing all over the place. Yeah. I was like, on top of the guys throwing 90 mile an hour. <laughs> on top of that. Dude, uh, if that ain't enough. Last night at Munson Brothers, um, Star Massey came and played. You know, I'm a oh, huge, yeah. I'm a huge yeah, fan yeah. of Star Massey. I remember them. Uh, great like band that. from Memphis. If, you, if you're if you unaware, like, look them up. But um, uh, Joshua Cosby's. It's him and Nick that kind of fronts the band. It's it's Jeff and Jeremy. Jeremy plays drums and uh, Jeff plays bass, and then uh, Nick and Joshua handle the guitar work and sing. But they they all sing. But um, Joshua came up to me and he said, uh, I, "I misunderstood him at first because he was like rapping. He was trying to get a chord. Like I didn't understand that he was trying to get a chord out of my way. I thought he needed help, like getting the chord like out of the way." Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that he was getting the chord out of my way. And, uh, you know, a few moments rolled by, and I said, Joshua, what do you need? He's like, I want you to introduce the band. I said, oh, okay. And I hop up on stage, Andrew, and the funniest thing happened, dude. It, <laughs> it killed me. It was funny then. It's funny now. Dude, I walked up on stage, and I stepped into the mic, and to the left of the stage, I hear, get off the stage, loser. <laughs> And you know, like my first words out of the mic, thank you, thank you. And, you know, and I go through the big spill, like introducing myself and the podcast, yeah. and like Monster Brothers and and Star Massey. And then I look over there, and I'm like, surely that was like a friend of mine. And I look over there, and it's like a it's a sea of people, and I, I don't know any of them. And I was like, just some random drunk ass. It's like get off the stage, loser! Oh, man, and I thought it was so funny, and like I couldn't imagine trying to be a comedian. Do you know what I'm saying? Dude, oh man! Like at least with a, I have a guitar to hide behind. Yeah, but like just yeah. to get up there and like do a little speech and it's like any little thing. Well, yeah, for you real. Know? 
get off the stage, loser. It's like, maybe I should. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That uh, it's dangerous to be a comedian nowadays, man. You might get slapped. <laughs> yeah, slapped or beat up and get in a fight. Oh, dude! Ever since like uh, the, especially if you're the whole Will Smith, the whole Will Smith debacle. Yeah, it's like I've I've heard stories of like comedians like when they go out to some clubs to do comedy, like they'll actually hire security. Mm-hmm. Like they're cutting into their pay just to get just to paid. be protected, <laughs> just to get paid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? And like the thing about comedy was like, you know, it's kind of like the, it's the jester in the king's court is where like the king would ask the jester to tell him about, and he would be speaking truth, but he's also like very satirical and funny about it to where it's palatable. Mm -hmm. And like we're getting to a point in culture, and I, I guess it goes back to that conversation is like, if comedy is not acceptable, whether it be political or whether it be about like the culture or whether it be about what's going on in this world to where people get violent and people can't handle it, I, I believe there's a problem. Like we should be able to joke or talk about whatever. We should be able to separate things better. <laughs> jokes are jokes. Yes. Jokes are meant to be entertainment. And I, th- I think it goes hurtful. back to that victimhood crap. Yeah, right? I mean, it may be hurtful, but I mean, sometimes most of them, I mean, might probably be intrusive. But, like, but yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, what I'm saying? dude, I really did enjoy it. I'm glad. I don't know whoever that was. It's like, get off the stage, loser. I wish like, I'd have been there because after that. he said that, I would have said, douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was hoping for like people. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never get, get off, off the stage. You'll never, you'll never get off this beach. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need a towel and an umbrella. Ooh, I about sprayed. Sweet tea eliminated. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I really appreciated that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a humbling experience. It's very it's humbling. so fun. They're so fun and, and helpful. Yeah. I have them every day. I try. I hope you I have You ever been to a comedy day. show? Been, like, been to one? Yeah, I've been to one to watch people, yeah. Like, who, who have you went and seen? Well, one of them was Mark Troll. Uh, he 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 went up to the Stardome in Birmingham, and we went up there and watched him. And uh, Mark Troll, yeah, he got up there. It was like an open mic uh, thing, and he went up there and told a story about when he got pulled over by a cop and had a bottle of whiskey. And I can't, I, it was it was funny, whatever he told. Yeah. But what was cool about that? We was in a side room, right? Mm-hmm. Or well, some big old woman. I don't even remember her name, but she was big at the time. She had been on like she had two Comedy Central things. She had some new material she wanted to try out. So after everybody got done, they was like, hey, do y'all mind if y'all sit here? She's going to come in here and give you some new material. So uh-huh. we got to see her show, and it was funny because uh, she was a real big woman, yeah. so she made fun of skinny people <laughs> the whole time. Hey, just give it to them. Yeah, but listen to this. This I was in high school, dude. Like, we, I, no, I was in college. Yeah, I was old enough to get in the club. That's how old I was. But Kay, uh, Jessica's sister was not. But – Mark Troll's there, so yeah. her parents went. So she they bought her ticket. Yeah. But she's in there. She's like 16, 17, Lost. probably long, younger than that. And Lost. the big woman points at her, and Caitlin's like holding her arms. She's like, oh, bet you're cold, ain't she? She's like, yep. skinny bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. Oh, my Lord. I was like, don't call her a female dog. <laughs> don't do that. Dude, I, I, you know, like, even with my nephew, and he's getting to a point to where, like, uh, he's getting old enough to where I can start taking him out to things. Uh, 
Yeah, I saw him. Um, you know, yeah. other Friday. Probably had a football. Game he's getting big. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's got long hair too. Yeah, he did. He recently cut it. Did he? Yeah, it, it was long. Yeah, I wonder he, where he got that idea from. Exactly. Yeah, he <laughs> probably got it from his uncle's dumbass. <laughs> no doubt. And um, but as he gets older, it's like I want to take him out to these events and things that I'm doing, like, like just so he can experience that. And I want to take him back to like the green rooms and like. I want him to see like the the inside and the outside of it, right? Mm-hmm. And like, so you can kind of feel it, and like, he'll have like a really cool experience. Like, he he just really started gaming, and you know, like when kids are young, like when he was five, he thought he wanted to play guitar and all that, mm-hmm. and then turns out like he didn't really. I wasn't there, and he didn't have anybody to like really push him. So like, I don't I, I don't really know what his interests are. He's like doing like what you and I would do. He like. He plays video games in his free time. He makes great grades. He's a, he's a smart kid, but like I, I'm I'm curious to see like his breakout. Like, what's he gonna like? What is he into? Yeah. And then like to start taking him to those kind of events so he can actually see what it is. Like and what you're talking about with that comedy, draw right? More yeah. Inspiration. It's like yeah. The, are you are are you really into this? Because yeah. this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks. This is the naked side of it, right? This is the part of it that'll hurt you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the best way. It's another one of them humbling things. Can be. I, I really, like, you know, I remember as a kid, my dad would take us to go watch, like, the University of Alabama play baseball. And we went to a, a Braves game. And, like, my dad was so supportive of us, like, with baseball. And, like, we did cool things. Like, my dad would take me to, like, jet skiing, and, like, we would do, like, fun things out of the house, you know. But, like, he really did push baseball. and But not to a detriment. Yeah. Nor did my grandpa. But, like, all of my father figures was, like, really, like, pushing hard toward, like, baseball. Like, the reason why I like ping pong so much is, like, my grandpa told me he's, like, hand-eye coordination. He's, like, if you're good at ping pong, you'll have good hand-eye coordination. Yeah. He's, like, so don't suck at that. <laughs> you don't. I remember many nights we spent the one stop, <laughs> me getting pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Calling you every name out of the sun. Yeah. Trying to get in your head just so I could beat you. Yeah. We played 20 times. You'd win 19. <laughs> that last time, I'd be like, yep, we're done. Let's go. <laughs> yep, quitting on that one. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, this this has been quite the episode. I've really enjoyed it. This has been fun. Uh, but, like, just. I feel like just, I got another hour. Uh, let's go but just just back to like culture for a second like with and as a father uh what tv shows like are you comfortable with your daughter watching like because it because tv ain't what it used to be right depends on if i've watched or not i don't trust parental controls for sure because there's too much content out there for them to be able to, to pick up on it all i think and there's been incidents of, you know, videos getting out that are bad, you know, for the kids to be watching. So if she, she likes, I'll let, like, she'll pick a show on Netflix under the kids section. Yeah. I'll watch it. I've heard a lot of people like Disney has got a show called Bluey. Oh, that and show's I've, awesome. I've heard a lot of people like really like that show. I like that show. Like it, it's just, it's just good, good content. It is, dude. I love that show. It like teaches good lessons. Yes. And, yes. I love Bluey. Yeah. Blues, blues, yeah. blues, my guy. But I'll like what I'll look at, and I actually there might be an app for it. I don't know, but I thought about it. what if you come up with a, a way for parents to 
have an app where they could like look up a show and see, you know, what all it. And so you don't have to watch every episode to know. Yeah. Like something that overviews the whole thing and says, if you, she can watch this, but if you don't want them seeing this, this, and this, don't let them watch this these episodes. Yeah. Something like that, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I'll look up reviews on a show, and it doesn't really give me... Some of them will be, like, an overview of the whole thing, but there'll still be some parts. Do you really trust her review at this point, though, you know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Everything is so robotic That's the reason I said something about an app, because then you could have, like, you would know who the resource is coming from. Like, you would have people watching it. (laughs) Yeah. So you would know it come from them. These are people. (laughs) Yeah, these are real people watching these shows, letting you know. But I think, like, that's the power of, like, Kennedy... And so, like, I believe, like, most parents in Kennedy, and I believe, like, most people our age and, like, who are doing life together, not necessarily, like, hanging out or, like, doing anything, but, like, I believe in these networks. That's why, I like, uh, whether you're religious or not, is I really believe in the power of the local church. Mm. And I love the church for that reason. Not so much for, like, spirituality, uh, although it does offer a lot to that. Uh, and I believe it's important for that, but, like, more so, I believe it is the power of community so that people can come together. It's like, and that's the beauty of like Sunday school, and that's the beauty of like all these events that the church puts on, like whether it's a children's event, like, well, all the children are here, so the parents are here. And so these parents can talk and exchange ideas. It's like, we're involved in this, and we're doing this, and we don't like this, we don't like that. And like, you can kind of like, you can kind of build your micro culture. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, yeah. And so I, I really believe in that. It's like, you know, with like uh, the church meeting that I have going and in, involved in right now, it's like we meet on Thursday at lunch. <laughs> got to do it when you can do it. And like, you know, it's 2025 folks. Mm. And uh, I, I really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, when it comes to the scripture, it's like uh, I've, we're scripture by scripture, just to break it down easy. Expository. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and we pray together, and we uh, share uh, what's on our hearts and what's on our minds, and what's like what we would like to see change on. And after we pray about it, we talk about like things that we could do to be practical, mm-hmm. and then we leave. And then when we come back, like we readjourn. Yeah, we was like, what, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Was was did you find a solution? Did you find any kind of way to impact mm-hmm. that? Yeah, and I was like. Wow, what a way, right? Mm-hmm. What a what a what a way. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely one of the reasons church is so important. But two, I think it's it's important. Church is a place that you can go and build on your belief, no matter what church it is you go to, whatever synagogue or. And let's make it let's is. make no mistake. Like the importance of it, for the most part, it should be to like glorify Jesus Christ. But, it, you know, you come there and it, it's an opportunity for you to grow, yeah. opportunity for to learn. But also, to me, whether I'm living by what I believe or what I read, it's an opportunity for love. And when I say for love, it's an opportunity for me to be loved. It's an opportunity Aww. for me to show love. And it's an opportunity to have love together. Yeah. There's three different loves there, and all of them's important. Yeah. And it's it, that is what can put – that can push you through the darkest – days when because there's days that i'll be like there's no way the thoughts that run through my head can be coming from somebody who knows jesus christ oh dude that's that's when i reach out to you know that's that's when when it happens because you know i always get a a call or a text or 
I'll get a, you know, a cool, relaxing piece. And it says, I'm still here, son. It's okay. I'm right here. Yeah. You know, but that love, that opportunity for love is so hard to find in this world today. Yeah. But church is one place I know I can go and get it. And, and, and give let's, it. And let's be clear is, uh, you know, like no matter whether you're in a marriage or uh, you have a roommate or like whatever, like the camaraderie, maybe you're in a band, like I don't know what your life looks like, but like, you know, sometimes you need like the reaffirmation, like, from an outside source mm-hmm. and so it's good to have like a body of people who are like invested in like what you believe yeah and can hold you accountable and like to take it political for a second i really don't appreciate like uh the framing of like religious people being like far-right extremists I'm, I'm, i truly believe like with any demographic when it comes to politics is you take it one by one and we we shouldn't be so quick to put things in a box because like uh have I met religious people who are a detriment on society absolutely have I met people that are religious uh who are just just beautiful when it comes to society yes, and so like don't get butt hurt right like mm. we should forgive and we should we should truly forget. But uh, uh, we we're so horrible at both of those things. True, true forgiveness can be given when that person swallows pride. Cause that's what holds it back. Ah, and there it is. I think it lies within ourselves. Is uh, yeah, pride? It come before the fall. And, and you uh, can always tell the people who have trouble with that too, because they'll be like, "Oh, I forgive them, but I'm just not going to talk to them no more." Yeah, like, ah, it's, it's like, not forgiveness. Yeah, you can't. You can't. It can't, I mean, I'm not saying it won't always be awkward around them, but you can't just, like, avoid them just because you don't want to see them. Like, if there's something there, especially if it's somebody close you're going to see every day, you need to fix that. Because it ain't uh, going to do nothing but fester and get worse. I haven't played it out yet, and I, I hope to finish it, and I hope to play it out. But uh, that's that's been a song. Uh, I haven't named it yet. But, um, like, one of the pre-chorus lines is uh, I love you, woman. And I don't love you for what you did to me. I love you because of you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's it's a complete, like, it's a complete forgiveness. And it's like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like, and like to be able to, it's a pre-course, so it's going to be said at least three times. And it's, and that's not the exact quote. It's, it's, it's a little better than that but yeah. like that's just yeah, yeah, yeah. but like that's that is yeah. yeah that's the gist and it's like I'm over this and, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not gonna I have no hatred I have no disrespect I have I don't have anything for you but love mm-hmm. and I'm with it and uh, no matter what like here we go right yeah no, and, and that's tough that's tough that's tough and it can be so, for so many different reasons because people are hurt. That's the main thing, I think. People get hurt and they get pride for them. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing it unless they apologize. Oh. And even then when you do it, it's like, oh, crap. Now yeah. what am I going to be mad at? Because I've done that. Like, I've apologized to people, mm. and they was more mad <laughs> after I apologized than oh, before. Okay. <laughs> it's like, well, what, did you, what did you want? Like, I did. what, I, And then that's when I let on, I've done my part. Yeah. Like if you have a problem now, you have to go. What am I to do? Yeah, 
You go do. You deal with it. Yeah. However, you won't. Hey, don't the cricket sound so good out here? It's uh, dude. It's so quiet out here. My wife, she complains. She's like, because she don't like going outside when it's dark. I'm like, what are you gonna be scared of? Like you, you can, can hear it. Literally hear a like a a grasshopper crawling across the concrete. Yeah. Because she, she's like, why ain't you scared? I can hear it coming. So yeah. if you can't see it, I can hear it coming. I'll run the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> really fast. Yeah. I, have you seen me? Well, I've only got about you know nine or ten seconds worth of run, but I'm saving it because yeah. something important's gonna happen one day. And it'll be there when it gets. I'm gonna be like the flash, son. What about with uh, let's do let's have a little fun for our college football fans out there. Have more fun. Oh yeah, is uh, give me a little projection like who. If you had to pick four teams right now, who is in the playoff? I haven't watched enough to really make a call, but I will because you asked me. I'm going to say Georgia. I'm going to go ahead. I mean, from what I've seen, little I've seen of Georgia, but you said something about Missouri earlier, so I don't know. But from what I know, Missouri is not going to upset them. I was just walking in. Okay, well, I didn't know. Before I left my brother's house, I was watching the pregame, and it was like – it was all hype. It was like, you know, like Missouri's walkout. It's like they're beating these garage doors, getting ready to go out to hit the field. And I was like, they're getting out. They're beating the garage doors to go get ready for an ass whooping. Yeah. And, you know, they're playing in Mizzou tonight. But, like, how crazy would it be? Because, like, the Texas A&M Aggies went to Starville, Mississippi and got their ass waxed by the Starville was, Mississippi was, State Bulldogs, right? I'm happy, I was happy to see that, honestly. I don't really know why, but. I was happy to see that. But Georgia, I see Georgia winning it all, honestly, again. Uh, so, I mean, do you, do you go further? It don't matter who's in the playoffs in your book. It's just them? Pretty much. I mean, I could name you four, but I'm pretty sure Georgia's going to win it again. They'd have to have something bad happen, like players get hurt. So, Alabama had something bad happen today. Yeah. yeah this episode did. was aired on Saturday, by the way. I'm not watching enough. I'm not watching another game. If somebody's going to get hurt every time I watch it. <laughs> I haven't watched a whole lot of football, and um, I, I wanted to talk about this a little bit because this this is brand new for me. Is uh, Cosmic Gravy that we play a lot of shows, and we're we're out and about like a lot of weekends, and it's like really like I like the band. I like playing in the band. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Camaraderie. There's the camaraderie, right? And then I think about, like, uh, on Sunday or whether it's Monday or, like, through the week, it's like I'm really busting my ass to, like, make porch talk happen. Mm-hmm. And then when I look at the priorities of my life and, like, how out of line they got, is like when I look at the priority, is like, you know, number one is, like, you know, it's, it's, it's God. And then two is, like, friends, family. And then three is porch talking like my small business. Yeah. And then four is like my work. And then five is the band. Yeah. And then like six is like just whatever else kind of pops its little head up. And that's like the priority of life for me. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at the, how things prioritize, it's like the, the priority, like get so out of whack so quick 
And that's why I'm so glad that we're having this podcast. It's like it's a realignment to where I can like kind of yeah. get things back. Like it almost felt like things were in absolute reverse. Yeah. Well, the good news is, is you're not alone with that because many, many, many days is my priorities wrong. I don't know about you, but the main reason they're out of whack is because of me, because <laughs> of self. Yeah. Because of my selfish desires and wants. And like I know I said earlier how when you come to a realization of what you truly believe and you start to live a life in a way that what you believe in says to, uh, it becomes harder. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, like on a society level, like let's just say you take Christianity seriously. And especially in the world that we live in now, dude, like there is a such thing as like you are alienated from what you watch on television. Uh, you may be alienated from uh, PayPal or like these cash exchanges. If you if you have a like true diehard belief, and then even when it comes to like social things, it's like you might have to realign yourself completely. You know, yeah. like inside so the good news is, uh, and I I have no qualms with teachers. Uh, I've I'm here in the South, and I, I've had a lot of great professors from Shelton State and from uh, the University of Mobile, and from South Lamar. South Lamar being the poorest excuse when I was coming through. Like I won't name them, but like we had some horrible teachers, but they're retired now, and like maybe they were burning out, but they were getting ready to retire. But it's like when I think about education, it's like. Uh, and I'm not just saying that just because I graduated with her or you're married to her, but like I, I think about a great educator is like she's passionate about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so if if I had if I, if I had a thousand of her, you know, mm -hmm. but like we have so many people right now who are entering into this educational game, not to educate, but to uh, to brainwash, really, mm -hmm. and to give these young malleable minds like uh, to groom them into an ideology that they may or may not have ever been introduced to or like had any business thinking about and i i i, I'm, I, I wonder and I, I i worry about that i think there's less of them and more of those that are having to follow orders than what you what you think? Because I don't think there's there is some I'm sure that's doing it with a mindset. That, well, if I if nobody else will do it, I'll do it maybe. Because that's how kind of the vibe I was getting. But like some of them, like if I go to Packer and they tell me I have to wear a uniform, I gotta wear a uniform. And they have a curriculum that's set by a board, state board, that if they don't follow it, you know, they get written up and eventually they'll lose their job because they're not following the curriculum. So a lot of them are being twisted into it and it's like well what can you do and one example is Cairo you know she she even said that she had before she left South Carolina she had been through training on the pronoun stuff and different things and she was already seeing it there you know yeah. and they told her like you're she says I'm not doing that they said you're gonna have to uh, pretty much yeah I mean not her but I'm there's yeah. teachers they do I don't know if that's what happened with her but I know that there there is teachers that's been done being done like that I think we need to I think we need to try to find the ones that we need to support 
and support that. I think it's know? too that, and I, I don't. I wanna, think eventually it'll get. I don't want to be brash, and I, I'm not going political. But like, uh, I've uh, I've been in the union. I don't know if you're in the union. Oh Are you in gosh, the union, dude? They sent a letter. Somebody you're sent, in the union? Not yet, but somebody sent a freaking letter to the union, and they sent a letter. To I've been in the union. Like I was in the uh, uh, when I worked at Ingalls. There's uh, no, there's no need for a union. No. There's OSHA. That's what OSHA's for. People don't understand what union was made. For. But like the 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 main thing with this, and like when it comes to when it comes to education with teachers, is like you have this teacher union. And the more I look into, like, the union of teachers, like, the more despised I am with it, really. It's it's not about education at all. Well, most of it, from what, depending on what union you're talking about, AEA, uh, Jessica's a part of that, and they have actually uh, helped teachers a lot. Because I know at one point, they was going to make uh, teachers pay, even if you had a family plan on insurance. The state was going to make you pay a hundred dollars for every for every person in your family. Yeah. So you was paying for a family plan, but then paying a hundred dollars for me and a hundred dollars for Carly. Yeah. And AEA said, "No, nah, that ain't going to happen." So they sued them. So was going to sue them, and they fixed it. So it's not all bad. Yeah. And I, I didn't mean and to I, sound like union is all bad. It's no, and, bad. I, and I, I agree with that because, like, uh, just within the band is, uh, you know, I, I I got hurt by the union uh, when I was at Ingalls. I was in the Boilermaker Union, and I had a I had a thing come up to where I was being treated unfairly, and I took it to the union steward, and uh, the union steward didn't fight for me, and, like, it ended up being to a detriment. Like, they moved me to a different job site, and my job got a whole lot worse. And thank God I got the flu, and I quit. <laughs> and I had a better job, yeah. right? But, uh, and I've also fought the union. I've been at UPS, and I was a supervisor, and I would fight the union, and so I, I saw both sides of it. And so, like, with the point that you made, and, like, that helps me with my critique, is, I, I, and I'm not saying that all unions are bad, but I'm saying, like, most unions are shit. Mm-hmm. Like, everything, I believe, like, everything when it comes to the way that we think about government, about unions, about most establishments and things that we have going on in this modern world is like we really need to rethink them and revise them and think if we actually need them Mm. and uh but we have to come to that not only to a state or back that up not to just a city or a county district state but i think it needs to go up to like a national level I was like, do we really need this? But And then, like, the libertarian side of me, which is the failing side of me, it's like, uh, well, no, we don't. And then when I think about the, con- the, the conservative side of me, it's like, well, we should conserve, and, like, we should fight for what we believe in. And then, like, the liberal side of me is like, well, let's just see what happens. And so, like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of strife in that, but, uh, well, let's, let's but like you said, it's like there's there's no clear thing because like everything is so murky, right? Yes. Mm. I, I just want some clarity. <clears throat> yeah, I think that talking about unions it would be situational for me. Like, I, how many strikes have you known a union to go on, and what was it for? 
I remember uh, Omnova General Tire, or whatever you want to call it, in yeah. Columbus where my dad worked. They went on strike. Do you remember what it was for? <sighs> I don't remember what it was for. You think it was like pay or... Because here's what I'm saying. Here's I, don't, I'm, I don't remember, to be honest with you. Here, here's, my, here's my point. Unions was first created because the work environment was unsafe. And they said, we're not working because it's unsafe. Until you get the right equipment in here, yeah. we're not working. OSHA was created. Now, okay, if people go on strike now, it's going to be because – it can't be because something's unsafe. Because if it is, all you got to do is call OSHA. And if they move you or fire you, sue them for retaliation. You can because it'll, file, it'll be filed and all that. But. Yeah. So, if it, but if it's the pay thing, if they're going on strike because they don't think they're getting paid enough, go get another job. You ever heard get of that? Get off your butt. Work harder. That's what America's about. But I gave all <laughs> Quit complaining. Life to all the you're degree. doing is you're going to shut down a plant and you're going to hurt more people than help at all. Quit being wine butt and just go and get more money if you don't want to get another job find a side hustle do something about it but i'm not gonna complain because i think you ain't paying me enough i'll do what i get paid for well, i think and that's, that's it yeah i think that's a great point i believe in that uh when it comes to self-worth or whatever you believe you should be paid if you're not making what you think you should be paid at your own job like Ask them what you can do. Say, hey, can I move up? Is there something I can do to impress or, you? Or, like you said, like begin a side endeavor. That. And then maybe the side endeavor takes off. Obviously, if you're complaining about pay in a world where you can find any kind of, you can, there's so many jobs available right now. You know, you're just being lazy because there's opportunity everywhere. I mean, it might be hard. But that don't mean you can't try. You know, I've tried a bunch of different things. I haven't found it yet. But if you're complaining, about, if you're complaining about pay, you obviously don't like that place anyway. Yeah. You're not happy with what you're doing. So find something else anyway. Yeah. And people, I hear people all the time. I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. Well, then suck it up. If you can't leave, suck it up. If you if you say if you're if you're stuck a cold hard truth if you if you're stuck in your mind and you tell yourself I can't okay that's fine but deal with it I don't want to hear about it I got my own problems don't affect me and my family just because you're too lazy to, to change your situation yeah and a lot of people think I'm well when I say stuff like that but it's the truth it's it it how it's I feel true. I wear my sins. On my shoulder. Oh. I wear my dirt on the Let's surface. move the conversation over to music so after you I think don't of have to dig. People that make me nervous trying to hide. I was down in the hole when you came along. Busted up and dragged along Was doing fine Just sitting on the shelf The bluest blue was around my bed On my walls and in my head But somehow now There's a new light shining through From the highest highs And the lowest low You get me back to the middle Put my feet on the floor 
going nowhere fast, but you won't let go. Yeah, I know I don't say it, but I love you though. Yeah, the sweetest things, yeah, they sneak up fast, knock you down and fly right past. Here today, then it's hiding out again. But when you're near, I can hear a hum, soft and low like a summer sun. It's the prettiest sound I think I've ever heard. From the highest highs and the lowest lows. Get me back to the middle, put my feet on the floor I'm going nowhere fast, but you won't let go Yeah, I know I don't say it, but I love you though Yeah, life gets slow with a stroke of luck it's hard to see with things sped up I could tell you this, you already know From the highest highs and the lowest lows You get me back to the middle, put my feet on the floor I'm going nowhere fast, but you won't let go Yeah, I know I don't say it, but I love you though